Project Borough is now available as a podcast on your chosen podcast providers so you can listen to every episode on the go. Simply go to the description of this video, click the link to the podcast provider of your choice and subscribe or follow Project Borough and you'll be able to find all episodes past, present and future right there for you to listen to on the go. Well, water is wet, the sky is blue and Middlesbrough Football Club go to Ashton Gate, play terribly, concede quite a few goals and get beat. It's the Uruguayan curl to one in. Oh, Middlesbrough take the lead! What is up guys, Matthew here and welcome back to another episode of Project Borough. We are back after the international break and we're back to Borough getting beat. We went to Ashton Gate, which this is nothing against Bristol City or the ground, by the way, apart from its ridiculously highly placed broadcast camera, which I swear you can see the International Space Station flying past it during the match. It's ridiculous. But apart from that, I've got nothing against Bristol City But I hate Borough going there because we always seem to rock up, we always seem to have really chaotic games and we always end up on the wrong side of them by either performing badly, conceding clangers, dropping clangers and this was more of the same essentially and it was a really strange game because up until the first goal that which Bristol City scored on the half hour, 37th minute, it was actually a really, really dull game. Uh, it was a really, really dull game. And I wouldn't say it was dull as in the quality was poor. I think it was just two teams who were trying their best to figure the other out. It was a chess match. Both sides were just headbutting each other, couldn't really break through the other. And it was a another screamer. And you, you, you guys know, and I'm just going to play a compilation over the screen for anyone watching this on YouTube, of a video I put together a few weeks ago. And it basically shows that Middlesbrough Football Club absolutely love conceding worldies this season. It has happened so often in so many games. The opposition from a low XG chance from 20, 30 yards out find the top corner every single time. And this is something I've discussed before, but when do you... Stop and say that maybe we're the problem. You know, we keep conceding goals from miles out. And yes, there is a complete argument to suggest that there's a bit of misfortune that teams keep putting shots from outside the box right into Senny the Young's top corner. But then you've also got to think, why the hell are we allowing teams still to get shots off from areas like this? You know, looking at the goals, analysing the goals that we've conceded throughout the season, you really... The, the, borough, the borough coaching staff, the defence, should realise that we shouldn't sit back naively and defend our box in the hope that the opposition are going to shoot from miles out and it's going to go out for a corner or out for a throw-in. We need to close these shots down more often. And once again, this was another case of you know an opposition player waltzing through our defensive third, getting to the edge of the box and having a free shot without any real closing down, any blocks. And you know what? I am obviously going to give it to Gardner Hickman. It was an absolutely wonderful finish. But we've seen this so many times and it's just another case of Borough allowing the opposition to score 
and allowing them to shoot from miles out and being punished for it. And it is frustrating, and it was frustrating, because as I say, the first half of this game, there was nothing you know, of, of note that happened really. I think we had a goal disallowed off for offside, as I Jones was so far offside, I think he was swimming in the River Seven at the time. Yeah, it was frustrating that Borough went down by a screamer, essentially, despite being in the game, and it being a very tight game, and I would say neither side was particularly on top of the other. So to go behind by that was annoying, but we've been there before. And after that, it's safe to say Borough had a 10-minute capitulation. We absolutely had a complete meltdown. After that, we crumbled and we got really, really lucky that things didn't get worse. It all started off when Isaiah Jones gifted a one-on-one. It might have been Tommy Conway who was put through. And fortunately, Senny Dieng made himself big and made an absolutely wonderful save. But we weren't done shooting ourselves in the foot. We weren't done punching ourselves in the face or doing a sideshow bob and standing on the garden rake and it's smacking us right between the eyes. We weren't done there because Dale Fry got very, very fortunate minutes later when a ball was played over the top. He fluffed the clearance and then fouled Conway and he was very lucky to get away with a booking, in my opinion. I mean, the direction of the ball, maybe it was going towards the corner, but he was the last man, and if that was given against Borough, I'd be crying out for the opposition defender to be sent off, and we got very, very lucky that Dale Fry wasn't sent off for that very clumsy challenge. So we'd gotten away with a red, we'd gotten away with Isaiah Jones giving them a 1v1, but... We, we weren't done. We were, we were just desperately kind. We just wanted to give Bristol City that second goal so much. The charitable team we are. We then went and conceded a penalty pretty much a minute or two later anyway. And it was Dale Fry once again who, it's safe to say, had had five minutes of absolute hell out there, to be honest with you. He conceded a penalty. Now, whether certain angles it looked softer than others... Maybe the referee was making up for the fact he felt Dale Fry should have been sent off, but it was a clumsy challenge, and I think in today's game, you do see them sort of penalties getting given quite often. And it was dispatched by Tommy Conway and Borough, who had been comfortably in the game, a very even game, 10 minutes before, had near enough handed Bristol City a two-goal advantage and had gone in at half-time, 2-0 down. And, you know, part of me was very, very annoyed, but if you look at the first half to second half stats, Middlesbrough are very much second half FC. If you look at the first half league table this season, and I'll try and find it for you, it'll be on screen if I find it, we're actually bottom of the league for first half performances. We are the worst team in the division by, I think, two points, you know, due to first half performances, and yet we're second in the league table when it comes to second half. So I still had a strange faith that Borough would fight their way back into the game. And we did just that. Within eight minutes of the game restarting, Borough had levelled it. And again, crazy chaos in terms of what happened. The goal that got Borough back into it at 2-1 was one of the craziest own goals you will ever see well-worked move by Borough. We come out second half and we looked really, really good. Much more sharper on the ball. Looked a lot more dynamic going forward. A shot was saved, or it might have hit the bar, which was very unlucky at the time. But while the keeper was down, Viner headed the ball back to him. Why he opted to head the ball back towards his own goal, we will never know. But 
it found its way into the back of the Bristol City net and it was just one of their moments of absolute craziness and good fortune that maybe we needed, deserved, I don't know, but it gave us a lift and two minutes later we were level. It was a, I can't remember if we won the won the ball back on the, the left-hand side, but Sam Greenwood played in Matt Crooks and we really had Bristol City under the cosh at this point. We won the ball back, played it into Matt Crooks who turned. It was a good first touch, a great turn and a wonderful finish into the near post. And despite the absolute capitulation of the first half, we'd got ourselves back level again. And at this point, I thought we were going to go on and win the game. You know, we had Bristol City under real pressure for the following couple of minutes. The, the spell to start the second half up until the hour mark, we were on top. And you felt like maybe that was the time that Borough needed to get themselves in front. And we didn't. And the game gradually became a tussle once more. And Bristol City ended up getting the winner. And um, it was quite poor from Borough defensively once again from a corner. And it's annoying because... We are so pathetically hopeless from corners offensively. You know, we, uh, we if you're defending a lead against Borough, you may as well just boot the ball out for a corner and just allow us to keep taking corners because we are just the worst team at them, both going forwards and backwards. And this corner was played into Borough's box. Header was saved and Sykes was there, free at the back post, unmarked to volley the ball into the back of an empty net. And from then on in, you just knew it wasn't going to be our day. I think Silvera come on, hit the post from a deflected shot late on. We put crosses in, but none of which had any real quality. As I say, the corners that we had were absolutely terrible. They'd all hit the first man, or if they didn't, they were floated straight into the goalkeeper's arms. And I think from that moment on, Bristol City were relatively comfortable. Borough had all the possession but no real penetration, and we ended up losing the game. And my overall feeling, I think, is is more frustration than anything because we're giving ourselves a mountain to climb, essentially, in these away games. And that's now six goals conceded in the last two. We obviously put ourselves in a great position and managed to drop two points at Plymouth, Weren't helped by some of the defending there, although again, they scored another worldie from outside the box. And this time we weren't so lucky and we've conceded three once again and this time we haven't come out on top. And there's a few similar characteristics to the Borough side of last season where we weren't the best defensively, but we were able to outscore teams going the other way. And although there's been times this season where we have been able to outscore the opposition and there was even a spell where we looked pretty good at the back... It does seem like our defence has returned to being rather creaky and leaky and unstable, I would say, at the moment, especially on the road. And it's something that I think we need to to rectify if we do have any hopes of going into the playoffs this season because we, we can't keep needing to score two or three or four goals to get something away from home. It simply can't be the case. And I think injuries, obviously, Lenahan's out for the season, Tommy Smith's out for the season, Lucas Engel went off injured in this game. We are unfortunate when it comes to some of the injuries that we've got at the moment, but, yeah, we need to to stop having these moments of madness. And we saw it last season, you know, multiple times, Borough would just have this five or ten minute spell of madness where we'd concede a couple of goals and put the game, you know, completely out of our hands 
And I think them them characteristics from last season's Borussia side are still there. Not as common, but they're still there. And, you know, when we do put ourselves in this position, we don't always necessarily have the quality to get ourselves out of the hole that we've basically dug ourselves into. So, this was the team who played... Uh, in the game today, it was pretty much an unchanged team from before the international break, barring the fact that Latilat started up front. Seni Dieng was in goal as always, and I just I just feel continuously sorry for Seni Dieng. I mean, there were times in the game where he had to make some really, really good saves, and you know, you could say kept it level in the first half at times, but you know, you look at the goals conceded and the number of goals that Seni's conceded, and it does not reflect his performances at all, you know, in my opinion. I think Senny has just been unlucky that some of the defending in front of him has been really poor and that they've scored, you know, some of the goals that have been scored against him have been absolutely ridiculous. But despite conceding three, he got a 7.4 on foot mob, which I think says it all about Senny's performance. And then the back four, as always, some had good games, some didn't. I think Rav didn't have his best game on the right-hand side. His delivery wasn't great into the box. And, yeah, you know, it's a shame because he played so well against Leicester. I wouldn't say I had a terrible game today. The guy who did was Dale Fry, mostly in that mad 10-minute spell where he was lucky to stay on the pitch and then conceded a really um, poor, careless penalty. So it wasn't a great day at the office for him. McNair and Engel got good ratings. I think they did okay. McNair didn't really put a foot wrong, I would say. Engel... Was alright, I think. Um, had good moments. I wouldn't say it was too bad defensively either, but did go off injured, as I mentioned, which, yeah, hopefully isn't anything too serious. Housen and Hackney didn't really have the dominance of the midfield out there today. It's a little bit inconsistent, Borough's midfield at the moment. I don't quite know what is wrong with it, and I can't quite put my finger on what is going on, but we'll have games like Leicester where, you know, Housen man marks Dewsbury Hall out the game and bosses it and, and Hackney controls it and looks like a world beater and, and then today you know they were neat and tidy on the ball at times but I wouldn't say affected the game all that much so I don't know what's missing out of the Borough midfield but it's very much on and off at the moment which yes yeah, kind of sums up the whole team really and as for the front four Isaiah Jones had one of them typical frustrating Isaiah Jones games you know he'll look good in moments but his final ball was really, really poor today and that led to him not really having much of a positive effect on the right-hand side. Crooks, obviously, as he has done, has been a solid performer for as long as I can remember now and popped up with another really important goal. As I say, his goal was a wonderfully taken finish. He was in a great position. His first touch was wonderful and the finish into the near post was great. And obviously, he was assisted by Greenwood, who... Again, he's sort of on and off. I mean, he has moments of brilliance. And as I said when I was reviewing the Leicester game, he sort of never puts in a fantastic 90 minutes Greenwood, but he always comes out of it with a goal contribution. And I guess he's always just good in them moments. You know, there were plenty of times where, you know, he'd, he'd take a shot from miles out, which would be, you know, miles wide. And I think his decision-making still leaves a lot to be desired, but he always gets himself into them right areas. Greenwood, he's always in the right position to win the ball back or produce a moment of magic like against Leicester or getting an assist today. So I think that's what you've kind of got to accept with Sam Greenwood. He he, he might not always have that 90-minute spell where he's amazing from start to finish, but you can kind of rely on him to pop up 
with a goal or an assist, and I think that's what maybe stands him above Isaiah Jones, for example, now. And Lath, yeah, Lath was brought in in place of Josh Coburn, and I, I don't quite know why that is, but yeah, Lath was ve- fairly ineffective today, put himself about, but didn't really have any clear-cut opportunities, and it bangs the drum, I think, that Borough do need to have a, an, another striking option, and I hope we get one in January, because Coburn, you know, will have a great game every few games, and has done well of late, Lath... You know, he'll have a good game every now and again, but doesn't really have the numbers to back it up. So you kind of, in Borough's system, having to play one or the other, and they both offer things that are so different. I just feel like we maybe need that third element, that difference maker, that player of slightly higher quality, who Lath and Coburn can maybe play off or come on for or something. I just don't quite think between them both we've got quite enough. And that's always been the worry since August, really, you know, and and it remains to be the case. So, yeah, not great performances in some areas, decent performances in others. I mean, Bangura, in terms of the subs, Bangura come on, 66th minute for Engel, didn't really affect the game all that much. And Rogers and Sammy come on a little bit later on. Again, neither really affected the game. Silvera did hit the post. Coburn and Barlasa come on late on. Josh actually did quite well when he come on, won us a couple of set pieces, but we weren't we weren't ever going to capitalise from them because we're so bad from corners. And the other substitute, Dan Barlasa, was criminal of that. You know, for a player who is so gifted, I think when it comes to to how he is on the ball and some of the the play he can create and chances he can create, his corners were absolutely appalling when he come on. So, yeah, looking at the other stats, though, momentum wise, as you can see, Borough especially after the second half began, had a really good spell. Obviously, they were going to have a good spell at the end when we were pushing for the equaliser, but yeah, didn't really do much with it. And especially when Bristol City did have moments of momentum, they made the most of them, whereas Borough didn't, essentially. Possession-wise, we edged them, although there were spells where Bristol City did really well in possession. It's a kind of a relief to see that we were out XG'd and beaten. I'm sick of Borough losing games when we've had more of the XG. That just shows that, you know, the the own goal that they scored was a freak and the Crooks goal was kind of a gift as well. They, I guess, more so earned the win via the chances that, I guess, they created. They had more shots on target, eight Compared to our four, they had more big chances as well. So, yeah, Bristol City were just that little bit better on the day. And for all that Borough did well to get back into it, did we deserve the win? No. Did we deserve a point? Arguable. I'd have absolutely snapped your hand off for it. And, uh, yeah, this just buys into the, the, the horrible record we have against Bristol City. They are just a bogey team in my eyes. They always have been. And, um, yeah, Borough haven't beaten them away from home since 2020. Always seem to concede multiple goals against them. And even at the Riverside, they often get really good results against us, even when we're flying. So, what does that do for the league table? It doesn't do too much damage, in all honesty. Borough still sat in mid-table, 12th in the league currently. And uh, we are three points off of the playoff places. Cardiff are ahead of us on 27. We're on 24. And there's a queue of teams in between us. But only Bristol City, who obviously beat us today. They're the only sides between us and third who've actually won this weekend. So we are quite fortunate in that sense 
that none of the sides between us and the playoffs gained much ground on us. So we've kind of got away with it there. But a lot of teams below us have gained with the likes of Norwich and Birmingham pretty much getting right back on Borough's shoulders. So looking ahead, it is a relief that Borough have another game coming up in only a few days' time to bounce back and get this defeat out of our system. It is at home to Preston, who themselves are obviously in the playoffs. So that's not going to be an easy game. We mustn't underestimate how good Preston are. And we will be have to be back at our best if we want to get the better of them. But I'd like to think at home we have been a lot better lately, a lot more solid. So, yeah, despite the numerous injuries that we're sort of totting up at the moment, I'd like to hope we'll be able to put in a better performance and hopefully bounce back. Because essentially, the next game after that, we're at Leeds United. And I know we've just beat Leicester, but that was at home. If we go to Leeds with the current defensive record that we have, playing the way we are at the back, they will rip us to shreds. So that has the potential to be a really, really ugly away day if Borough don't sort their defensive issues out on the road. And I'd like us to pick up something against Preston because we could be facing a real tough result against Leeds. And then after that, we host Ipswich Town, who, of course, have took the league by storm this season. So it's it's the start of a very rough run for Borough, where we have to make our home games count if we're going to struggle on the road. Ipswich and Hull coming up after that at home. So three of our next four at home, a big chance to pick up some real points because some of the away trips we've got, like Leeds, and you could even say Swansea, are really, really tough ones. But that is it for today's episode of Project Borough. I will be back midweek to review the game at home to Preston. So fingers crossed Borough can pick up a result at home. Games are coming thick and fast between now and the new year. I think Borough play eight or nine times now between here and Boxing Day or maybe New Year. So there's going to be Project Boroughs flying at you guys. So make sure you subscribe for them. And of course, as I mentioned at the start of the video, they are available on the podcast providers if you would rather listen to them on the go. But other than that, hit the like button if you've enjoyed this video. It really helps support the channel out and the video. Leave me a comment below your thoughts on the game, whether you're a Borough fan, a Bristol City fan or a neutral fan of another side too. And uh, yeah, big thank you for watching and I'll see you guys hopefully in midweek when we're discussing a victory over Preston. And I also want to point you guys in to the direction of the Borough Breakdown podcast, which is a podcast I do creative work for behind the scenes, but do jump on to discuss the Borough from time to time. We did just win an award last week as well. I've not mentioned it yet on the channel, but we did win an award at the Football Content Awards down in Liverpool. We went to Anfield and we come away with a bronze award which, yeah, means we were voted the third best EFL podcast in the country. And with the other podcasts that we were nominated up against, we are, I guess, the best podcast in the championship, which is awesome. So I'm going to be on there tomorrow discussing this game further. So do head over to that channel and subscribe to their YouTube channel and follow them on your chosen podcast providers too, because you might see me from there, uh, you know, from time to time as well. And plus, when I'm when I'm not even on the podcast, the three guys who do it are just the best Borough and football pundits and podcasters you can find so they really do provide quality Borough content if you've not checked them out already but yeah I hope to see you over there over the weekend and if I don't I'll see you on Tuesday for Borough versus Preston fingers crossed we'll pick up a good result then but until then a big thanks for watching 
I'll see you guys very soon.